Welcome everyone to the Design 101 podcast. My name is Amanda Gates and I own Gates Interior Design in Nashville, Tennessee. My company specializes in living a stylish and holistic life. My goal with this podcast is to celebrate all the blessings that we receive from a well-designed life. I hope to introduce you to inspirational people, teach you new ways to live better, and empower you to design your best life through intention. There are many ways to achieve balance and harmony in our lives, but it all starts at home. Join me each month to be inspired, transformed, and motivated to live your best life. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to Design 101. Today's guest is Donna Frasca, an interior designer who specializes in just color. She is a color forecaster, trendsetter, and an overall expert in her field of, you guessed it, color. With over 30 years of experience, she knows how to lead the way as an expert in her field. Knowing from the get-go that she was destined to be in the field of design, Donna obtained her degree in interior design in New York. Her career has spanned everything from her ceramic decorator to a color matcher for wallpaper. But it wasn't until she worked in a wallpaper design company in New York that she realized that she needed to specialize in her passion of color. With many awards, accreditations, affiliations, and publications under her belt, I am excited to introduce you today to Donna Frasca and all things color. Donna, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you, Amanda. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Well, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Dawn and I have been kind of running in the same circles for, gosh, I don't know, like five years. We've seen each other online a lot. We've talked numerous times. We chit-chat on Twitter. Um, but I don't really know a whole lot about you. I know that you do have a design degree. How did you come about falling into color? Um, well, that's uh, actually I started off with, uh, as soon as I came out of school, high school, I went right into interior decorating and design which my degree is in, and I've been doing that for a really long time, well, 30 years actually, <laughs> but um, actually only the last seven years is when I just decided to specialize in just color. So um, yeah, I've been doing interior decorating design for 30 years and uh, just color for the past seven, which is kind of, kind of nice. So what really drew you to that specialization um, I mean obviously as an interior designer you you do color but what really made you go hmm I really want to specialize in this oh so so many reasons um, well for one stress <laughs> number <laughs> one reason I got out of interior design you know the drapery design and ordering wallpaper and tiles and um, I lost a lot of sleep wondering oh did I order enough tile or if I was an inch off on that drapery I just ate ten thousand dollars worth of fabric um, that was that was difficult in itself, but since I moved to Charlotte again seven years ago, I noticed that the homes here are very large. Most of them are brand new because it's a new area where I lived in. I live in, and the homes which I refer to as McMansions only because they're very large, and they're two-story homes, usually two-story homes with open floor plans. So you go into these homes and you're bombarded with up to five rooms at any given time. They're just like you can stand in, in the front door and see the living room, the kitchen, the dining room, the the uh, fireplace, you know, everything just in one point. And a lot of people don't know how to choose color for this type of home. So I just put my thinking cap on one day. I'm like, okay, I don't want to do interior design anymore. What can I do where I can 
specialize in something that I love. I don't have to buy a product and I can just start working. And it was color, which I love. I mean, I just, every, my whole world revolves around color. And the only thing I have to buy is just once in a while a paint fan deck. If I wear it out, that's it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, a lot of people do not realize how much goes on behind the scenes uh, from a design perspective and a design business. There are so many details, so many things that can go wrong, and those things that can go wrong are very costly. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. I, I, when I lived in um, – well, I actually lived in Pennsylvania for 15 years. I had a client where I had a great job with them, and I ordered some tile straight from Italy. It took like eight weeks or so, eight to ten weeks to come in. And I had a heart attack for, for that amount of time. Did I order the right tiles, the corners, the, the right, you know, color grout? And it was probably took five years off of my life, honestly. But it came in and it was fine. Um, but again, the uh, uh, yeah, I should, I should go on. You have to say, okay, how can I simplify my career? And and uh, it just fell into place where where all these homes were. People would just email me and say, I need color, I need color, I need color. I was like, hmm. It literally was just thrown on my lap just to be a color specialist, which was fantastic. Well, and I think that it's something that cannot really be underestimated. Because color is so difficult, when you are dealing with an open floor plan, um, there's a lot to take into consideration when creating that flow. So what is it about color that makes it so difficult for the non-trained eye to be able to expertly take that large space and really create that flow with the right color palette? Well, it's, it's actually kind of tricky and you don't really realize everything that goes into designing these particular color palettes until you're actually in the home and have designed a few. Um, everything from your typical pinky beige, you know, horrific uh, tales that I'm sure you've heard. A lot of people say, oh, I'll just choose beige for this 4,000 square foot home. Well, not only is that boring, but a lot of times I walk into a home and the home looks like a Band-Aid because they chose the wrong beige. Then there's some people who have the homes that I refer to as the quilty home where each room, they're like, oh, I, I can choose color for this house, no problem. So the dining room is a green, the um, living room is a red, and each color is a very distinctive color. Each room, rather, is a distinctive color, and now their house looks like a, a quilt. So you can have different uh, colors for each room, but you just have to make sure that those colors transition well from space to space. And again, a lot of these homes don't have any defined spaces because they're open. So you, you also have to know where to start a color and where to stop a color. Um, mm. Yeah, so the clients here, again, they're, they're gravitating towards the coastal colors still. So it's a lot of the, the grays, the blues, and they're, they're super fun to work with. And, and they just work really well in homes here in Charlotte. Well, and that's a very valid point. I've never heard of the quilt analogy, and I love that. <laughs> But you're absolutely right, because if it's done incorrectly, it's very jarring. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it, it really points out the start and stopping points um, of not only a room and, a, and defining of that space, but when it's done well and the colors really do transition well, it completely changes the feel of the space and the emotional response to that space. 
Yeah, well, um, you brought up a good point about emotions. I've had clients who specifically contacted me because they've had um, a horrific uh, happening in their life and they're depressed. So they called me to choose a specific color palette for them to ward off depression, if you will. So you have to be really careful to avoid the gray colors and try to get those happy tones, you know, the happy colors in, in the house because, believe it or not, you know, you walk into a room that has a little bit, a home that has a little bit too much gray, and you can start feeling a little down or a little blah. Um, I lived in Pittsburgh for 15 years, and it was gray after gray after gray day. I had to paint my living room gold because it was just, uh, it started to, to wear on me after a while. And, and color does affect how we feel. Absolutely. I'm really glad that you brought that up because as a feng shui consultant, you know, color is one of my main tools that I use um, to really create a holistic space that uplifts people's moods and how they feel. And there really is an emotional response to the colors that you use and the type of hue that you use in that color, whether it's a tint or a tone or a shade, it can really change. I mean, minimal, you know, it can be just a slight change in that color and it will be a completely different emotional response. Oh, absolutely. Even the, even the greens um, right now, I mean, a lot of people, if they look at a minty green, they're like, oh no, you know, mint, then they think sea foam and then they think the 80s or minty green. A lot of people like it, a lot of people don't. But you add just a little bit more blue to it and now you have perhaps one of those coastal colors that, oh, I like that now. And it's no longer uh, a minty green. But you can, I mean, you have at least dozens of colors to choose from. But each one is a little bit different. And just those few drops of extra blue to uh, that hue will make, make a huge difference. Um, going back to, um, you know, we had mentioned before about my, my uh, career choosing, choosing just color. There are some fantastic designers here in Charlotte. Big names. And I'm sure you know a lot of them on social media as well. But as far as I know, I'm the only one in Charlotte who specializes in just color. So sometimes I have a client that has a, a, a large um, project to work on, which would incorporate uh, interior decorating and uh, you know uh, furniture placement and tiles and, and uh, drapery. And I would say, you know what, you'll like to speak to so-and-so and so-and-so. And they do the same for me, like if they have clients who just want color, they say, hey, you know what, Donna Frasca, she'll help you. So that's kind of nice. We, we kind of work together. <laughs> and you know what, I absolutely agree with that. Um, you know, someone, I've had a couple of clients that I've worked with. We've got uh, some color, very good color experts here in Nashville. And a lot of times I will bring them onto a job and a client will say to me, well, why do we need to hire somebody uh, for color? Don't you do that? Well, yes, I do that, and, uh, you know, I did go to design school. I've picked out many palettes in my life, but there is a level of expertise when somebody only does color. Correct, yeah, and as a matter of fact, this past summer, I worked on a condo in Charlotte. It was a $1.2 million condo, and he had hired an interior designer to do the inside of his condo, and I said, why, you know, I have to know, why did you hire me? You have a, you're working with a designer. And he said, no. He said, when, when it comes to choosing color for my home, I want somebody who is an expert in that field. Then again, you know, you have the clients who say, oh, well, you know, they don't want an interior designer in their home when they just want color because they say, well, possibly, yes, the interior designer can choose color as well. 
However, they'll, will they try to put pressure on me to buy furniture, to buy drapery, to buy, you know, artwork? They really want somebody just for color when, when that's what they're looking for. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I feel very confident when I choose color and I've been hired many times to just do color. But I, I do have to say that there have been instances, um, one in particular, I remember I, I worked with Christy um, Barnett from the, the Decorologist. Mm -hmm. um, when I did the Southern Living Show House a couple of years ago, I wanted um, anybody who knows me in the industry, I'm sure you know too, everybody knows that I have a love affair with pink. Yes, I Pink do. is my favorite color. <laughs> it's who I am. It's what I want to be. I just want to bathe in pink. <laughs> And um, I needed a very sophisticated pink in this room. Um, I, I did the, it was basically a, a guest retreat that was on this home. And I needed something that was dusty. Um, it couldn't be a girly pink. I didn't want it to be too peachy. Like I had a very specific pink that I was looking for. And I just could not come up with it. I kept trying and trying and I just kept missing it. And so I had to contact Christy because I was like, I need some help on this. Like, I cannot quite get this pink just right. And um, she came to my studio and within an hour, we had the perfect pink picked out. You know what, um, Amanda, I remember when you were working on that project through social media and it, it came out amazing. You both did an amazing job. But you're, you're right about, um, you know, Sometimes, you know, as designers, we cannot choose our own colors. For instance, I just chose a color for my guest bathroom. It took me forever to choose one color. And it's really difficult um, to choose colors for my home. And, I'm, and now, room by room, I'm starting to redo them because I'm like, you know what, this, this is really not right or this, this could be better. However, if I go to a home, a typical home here in, in uh, South Charlotte that's between four and 6,000 square foot, I can choose the color palette within 20 minutes. You know, it's just, and I do have a lot of clients who are designers who cannot choose color for themselves, and I so understand that. You need help. <laughs> yeah, and you're absolutely right. I mean, I, and I do that with design in my home too. I think it's because we see so many different options and so many things that are available to us. We almost get ADD when it comes right. to choosing stuff for ourselves. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that. So, in working with a color expert for say a consumer that's listening to this podcast today when is the best time for the color expert to be brought in to a job um okay well it's well, that actually varies i've had clients uh, a lot of them virtual who have hired me to choose color for their home and their home is not built yet i've had clients contact me um a week or two out from when they close from a home or as the painter is as in just the other day a client sent me an email I have a painter in my home today can you help me choose color oh so Lord. <laughs> I, yeah well <laughs> I get every scenario that you can think of and as a professional it's up to me to be able to handle it well and execute the color efficiently and according to how soon that they need it so it really doesn't matter. Um, as soon as I get that phone call or email, help, I need color, um, you know, I'd like to find out, first of all, what is your timeline? Is it today? Is it next week? Uh, do we have a year before your home is even built? So to me, personally, I can work on the time frame. And I think that has a lot to do with um, my first career choice in, when I was in New York working in the newspaper field, 
working under extreme pressure and being able to work very quickly. Hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. So how do you typically go about, uh, I always love asking this question of designers and, and even business owners, when you approach a project, how do you typically choose colors for a home? What is your inspiration or starting point? Well, when I have live consults, because actually I'm going to um, virtual as well, the live live consults, I mean, it, it varies. Uh, it's, it's a combination of actually, obviously, walking into the home, talking with the client and finding out what it is that they're looking for. Are they looking for the coastal field? Do they want something traditional or pastel or bold? And then once, once I find out that information, then, then you have to take lighting into consideration. Do they have um, a home that's uh, a little challenged as far as lighting? Do they have too much light? Then you take into consideration also artwork, flooring, tile, decor. And it kind of all just uh, works in, kind of just does. You st it's like a domino. So you start from point A, which is conversation, and then you look at the home and tie in the look of the home with the right color palette. I think you bring up a very valid point that a lot of homeowners do not think of is that they think that whether they're building a home or just purchasing a, a home that's new to them, they don't take into consideration all the finishes. And this is where those beiges or those undertones really can wreak havoc on a home is they don't take into consideration the granite or the cabinets or the beige uh, floor tiles or, you know, the, the various beiges, beiges that a builder puts in a home. And then they throw up a pinky beige up on the wall and can't quite figure out why it's not working. Exactly. Um, as a matter of fact, I think it was about a week or two ago, I had a client where she redesigned her open kitchen and uh, opened into the living room and she had probably the worst scenario possible with her choice and I just needed to choose one color for that, th those two spaces and I was there a good hour and change because excuse me because she had the maple kitchen cabinets which was basically yellow she had a pinky beige tile and she chose a minty green color for the kitchen and the living room, but in front of the house was a very traditional look of the jewel tones. And again, that living room was contemporary. So it was just a fiasco from foyer to family room. And the only thing that I could do after studying it for a good hour was to choose one neutral color that would just kind of develop and tie in that contemporary space. And as it went into the front of the home, also to as long as it looked well with the traditional uh, colors that she has. It's had two o'clock. So. Oh, there, there we go. <laughs> uh, thank, thank you, computer. It's two o'clock. Well, and that that brings us back to why it's so important to work with a color expert um, to have that level of professionalism to be able to take all those elements, uh, whether those are new or mistakes, and make it work brilliantly. Right, and uh, sometimes. Uh, you, you get a client who's a little chatty, and uh, you have to kind of block that out because they're, they're excited. I mean, you know, it's all fun choosing color for your home, and they talk about the family and the art collection. And um, so that's also important to find out the function of the room, the function of the family, which art is important in that space because you have to tie in color to work with that as well. 
So it, it is very important to stop and uh, probably like the first 15 or 20 minutes of the color consult to listen to what the client has to say. Because you may go in and say, hmm, this house would look great with the, you know, this color blue. But then after listening to the client for a little while, you find out that, okay, we can't use blue because my husband hates that color. Now blue is out. <laughs> so conversation. That brings up a great point. And I kind of know the answer to this, but I would like the those who are listening, why is it so important to choose what I would consider to be an ideal color palette for a home? We've kind of talked about it with the emotions and whatnot, but what, what do you think is, is the reason behind choosing an ideal color palette? Well, there, there's really so much to consider. Again, uh, emotions pull from color palettes, as we know. And a lot of times, you know, I hear the husband say, oh, Whatever she wants, as long as she's happy, makes me happy. And I come out and say, no, that's not going to fly with me. Everybody in the home needs to be happy, not just the missus, because this is your home. You want to feel comfortable in your home. You want to like your colors. You're going to be here for a while, and pe people don't paint every other week. Those colors, especially these large homes, will be here to stay for quite a while because it's expensive to paint. The foyers are very high, so you want to get these colors right the first time. So I'll have a chat with the, both the Mr. and the Mrs. of the home to see, you know, what colors, tell me what you like, what, you know, what colors make you feel happy or sad, what colors don't you like. Um, if there's children in the home, well, you know, a, a teenagers, not, not, you know, toddlers, I have a little chat with them. Hey, you know, what's your favorite color? You know, what color would you like in your room? Oh, well, you know, I would like orange or I like blue. And, it, you know, it's really a matter of finding out First, what the family likes, what makes them happy, and then try to incorporate with family and, and tie that into the home. Well, and it really is one of those things that if you get it right, it can make you so damn happy, like just imminent joy every time you walk into that space when the color is right. That's right, yep. I, again, and that's what I love about color. Yeah, again, I had a client where she wanted me to choose color upstairs just for a bonus room and a nursery, which was fine. But when I walked into the home, I noticed that she had the wrong color for her foyer. And again, it's a huge, huge two-story foyer. But she just had it painted, and it cost a couple thousand dollars to get that color painted. And I told her, I said, you know, I would be more than happy to help you with the rest of your home, but the, your foyer color is, is off. And they're like, oh, no way. My husband will kill me. We just had it painted. I'm like, all right, well, it's just a little bit more money. I understand. <laughs> well, actually, a lot more money. But choosing the right color for your foyer will make a huge difference. It's the first color you see when you enter your home. So after a little chat with her husband, she said, all right, Donna, come back in. Let's get the foyer painted. Choose, And I chose the right color for the entire home. And actually turned it to choosing color for the carpeting. She just recently chose me back. And the house looks amazing. And she's just, she hugged me and her husband shook my hand. He's like, yeah, yeah, we spent a little extra money, but the house looks amazing. I'm like, are you happy? He's like, we're happy. Fine. My job is done. <laughs> That's yeah. all that counts. It, and it really makes a difference. I mean, uh, we just had our dining room repainted. It's been like this battleship gray. It was the color when we bought the house. It's something I've been meaning to do and haven't gotten to and I finally did it. I can't believe I should have done it sooner. I'm so freaking happy <laughs> because I picked the right kind of color. Of course, my dining room has pink in it. Of course. I happen to love pink. Um, 
but I can't just the it has completely elevated my mood I spend more time in there it's brighter in there like we both love the space and I if, from a the way that I design again going back to the feng shui that emotion that we're emitting when we're in that room because we're so happy with it like that's what makes a great home that's what makes a house into a home is to have that you know joy and it's all from color that's right I mean that's what amazes me and you know what honestly you know if you let's say you have a dining room that is a battleship gray and you're like you, you know what this is maybe a little drab when we're having a family meal to look at gray people it, it, it's just a gallon of paint Go to your local paint store, pick up another gallon. Let's say you like pink. Put that pink on those walls and look at it for a day or two. If you don't like it and say, oh, you know what, it's a little too pinky or it looks too peach, it's just not even a full gallon of paint. Go back to the store and spend another $30, $40 and get another color. Of course, you get to the point where, you know, you need a little color advice if you're, if you're you know, buying gallon after gallon, and I don't recommend that. But keep in mind, you know, if you're doing a room at a time, and a lot of people choose just to do a bedroom or a bathroom. Don't don't have a don't have a heart attack. It's just color. Look at your paint fan deck. What color makes you happy? What color do you think you would like in that space? And kind of just narrow it down. Maybe you have a photograph or a painting that you like, and you can pull a color from that for inspiration. Just just you know, feel free and experiment. That's you know, it's it's kind of. Kind of easy. Well, not easy for me. Like I said, I had a hard time choosing my own colors, but <laughs> it certainly helps to have an inspiration piece. Well, and that's a good point. I mean, color is not scary. It, it's really just bad decisions that, you know, come up with poor results when people do choose to paint one room at a time. You know, I always say, oh, they run to Home Depot and they grab one card at a time and let's do this color. And then you end up with the quilt. Oh, yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. now, so, now, mind you, a quilt is fine if you have a cottage style home. Or if you and the have, colors are right. That's right. If you have a certain style home, then yes, get those quilty colors in there. Each room can be, you know, a different color, like a bouquet of flowers. That's what that's what cottage style is. But if you have these homes with the big, you know, with the open floor plans, try try to avoid that. <laughs> you know, you might want to do that. Not not want to do that. So this is one of my. Um... One of my questions that I thought of that I was so excited to ask you because I love this question, but I hear this all the time from color consultants uh -oh. and interior designers. Why does the color palette that you choose for one house not work for the neighbor or the next house? Well, actually, that is, that is a great question, and there's a thousand responses for that. Um, I don't know where to start. Now, okay, I, I see it this way, and I, and I tell my, my clients, um, when you invite me, when you hire me into your home to choose color, I am not going to choose a typical color palette, palette like your neighbor has. Other than, other, you know, if you're going to do that, just go to your neighbor and say, hey, what color is your living room? What color is your dining room? And then you don't have to hire me. So when, when I come to your home, you can be sure that you're going to get a highly customized color palette from me. I know a lot of designers have, you know, 10 to 20 go-to colors, and they just reuse and reuse and reuse. And, you know, if that works for them and their business, fine. But each of my clients are very specific, and they are created just for that client. So they don't have a color palette like their, their, their neighbors, and it is catered just to them. Now, uh, talking a little bit about color palettes, um, for the most part, mostly everybody uses Sherwin-Williams paint. Uh, the paint colors, paint deck, because 
paying contractors have contractor have a contract with Sharon Williams. Then secondly comes in uh, Benjamin Moore. Once in a while it gets kind of fun. I get to use Valspar, but it's people are for the most part to say, oh, I'd like to use Sharon Williams because my painter uses the you know they have a contract with with that company and that's what they use. And that kind of irks me a bit because I hate to be limited to just a particular paint company because of the painter. I mean, is that a factor? Perhaps, yeah, it'll affect your, your budget just a bit. But wouldn't it be better to choose a color palette that you want and that your home needs and forget what company it is? It could be Bear, it could be Valspar, it could be Benjamin Moore, Benjamin Moore, it could be anything. So forget the painter, you know. And I think I'm going to write a blog post about that because it's really, uh, you know, a, a, a prominent point at this at this time that, oh, my painter says we need to use Sharon Williams. Well, you know what? Today we're going to use Valspar because look at the amazing colors that are here. And sometimes they color match, which, again, that's a whole other topic without, what I'm not a fan of. But just it's it's just so nice that people are aware or can be aware of other color palettes other than just Sharon Williams. Well, I think that's a good point that I think another thing about utilizing the colors that your neighbor or maybe your friend has is your home may be a different position. It may be facing the sun differently. You may have different elements inside, outside, like the colors are not going to necessarily look the same. So it's, I think it's really important that if you do come up with a custom color palette, if you hire a, a color expert to come into your home, I don't know that you necessarily want to recommend those colors for somebody else because they're not going to be custom. They might not work in their home, and they, they are probably not going to look right because their finishes are different. That's right, and the de decor is different. I had one client says, oh, my friend has sea salt in her home. It looks beautiful. I'm like, well, great. Well, we're not going to use sea salt then. <laughs> we are not using it. We're, she's like, we're not? I'm like, no. <laughs> we're going to use something else. So your friend can come to your house and say, wow, your color looks nice, and it will be sea salt. It will be your own color for your house. Yeah, I agree with that. What are three tips then that you can offer for someone who's about to select paint, but besides hiring a color expert? Three tips. Well, some people are they're a little confused, or they wonder: Should we paint the home first? Should we like for these are for people who are moving in? Does should we paint the home first? Should we move our stuff in first? Um, should we? Paint first, we get our decor, and depending on who you ask, if you ask 10 different designers, you'll get 10 different answers. Myself, personally, I feel color comes first. Color is the nuts and bolts of any home. It makes up the majority of the home, and to me, it's so much easier if a client has a brand new color palette to work with, that at that point, once they have that completed, then they can say, oh, you know what, now I need some decor, some art some uh, you know wallpaper and it's based off their um, the color palette. I also give my clients a color portfolio which is a um, just a little uh, notebook folder of uh, the notes that I take during their consult and also large color chips of the new color palette. This way when they go shopping if they want to go to Pier 1 and get some you know, stuff for the home or they're, they go to restoration hardware and they're looking at, uh, you know, some to ordering some drapery. They have the color palette with them so it could kind of guide them in the right direction as to which um, decor to choose. Now, I know the lighting will be different, 
But sometimes you say, hmm, Donna chose this blue for my home. And they think, I mean, really, there's a, there's a million, million blues out there. But with this color portfolio, it kind of keeps you in line. Say, say, no, you know what? This is the color of my living room and dining room. This rug would look better. Or um, I like this wallpaper. Hmm, let me check to see what color Donna chose for my bedroom to see if it matches. And that really comes in handy. That's a great tip, yeah. Yeah. The, and um, anything else? Well, you know, actually, yeah, if I could add that my, my business plan is about to change. Um, you know, for the, like I said earlier um, in this podcast, I've been doing uh, specializing color for the past seven years. What I'm going to do now is within, I'd say, the next three to four years at the most, I'm going, my, well, my plans are to go 100% virtual. Mm, yeah. Fun. And right now I'm 65% there. I have a lot of virtual clients. And uh, it's, I love virtual design and I actually really, really not prefer it over live consults, but I just enjoy it that much and I find it really easy to do. So um, I do have a Facebook page. I think it's called Virtual Color. Uh, I think we can add links to that later. And uh, talks a lot about virtual design and how does it work and, and tips if you're interested in virtual color, what do you need to do. I have uh, slide share files and PDFs all about uh, you know, Q&A for virtual design and also on my website. But that's uh, very exciting to me going into the virtual world. Yeah, a lot of freedom around that. I mean, that's a that's a great business model. Yeah, and uh, the great thing about virtual design is you can work anywhere, anytime. Uh, I mean, I could be on vacation, and you know, oh, you know, a virtual came in. Let me take an hour out and just work on this. And I could be in Albuquerque or anywhere. You know. Yeah, way. My my big thing with my company is always try to live your best life, and that, I mean, you've really captured that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that really feeds the mind, body, and soul right there. Absolutely. So, in closing, uh, we got to wrap it up here. But okay. I wanted to know if you wanted to. One of the things that I love about um, all of my color friends is your forecasting and what you think are going to be the upcoming uh, big colors. So, I wanted to know if you've got any um, tips for us as far as what are big colors and maybe things that are on the rise. Again, that's another interesting question, and I do get a lot of points when I go to High Point, High Point Market, although I don't think I'll be going there this year. Um, we'll probably still see the blues and purples, and, and again, the grays have, well, they've been here for a really, really long time. Uh, we'll probably see a lot of gray again, or still. Um, I did a blog post on, uh, I think it's titled, What Happens If We Break Gray? Because it's been around so much. Uh, it's it's a nice uh, neutral, and I think in, you know instead of beige, of course, contractors beige. But I would really like to see people use more color and start getting out of uh, blue, gray and blue. It's been gray and blue for a really long time. Purple needs to go away. Blue needs to you know start taking a walk a little bit, so to speak. But I think gray is going to be here for for quite some time, which is fine because you can bring in bold colors with gray. You can bring in neutrals. You can bring any any color under the color wheel with gray. But um, again, going back to your question, I, I actually have not thought about that just yet. Um, but my, my guess would be I would love to see people and the color palette just go back to basics. What does that mean? Um, I don't mean basic color as in boring color. I just mean going back to basics as to which colors make you feel good. 
basic color, basic decor, keep your home basic and happy. Whether it's neutrals, it's whites, it's beiges, it's grays, purples, orange, whatever color, if it makes you happy, get it in your home. In your home. Just because it's out there in retail doesn't mean you have to bring it into your home. If you don't like it, don't use it. Excellent point. Excellent point. So let me ask you just one more quick sure. question. Um, in in a, I guess a proactive way here, if we were to eliminate those blues, because you're right, I don't think gray is going away anytime soon. What would be a color that people could start shifting towards instead of that blue that would work well with the gray? Well, again, I'm going to get a lot of flack for saying what I'm about to say, but that's okay. I, that's okay. I, I stand my ground, and I've been talking about this since 2009. <laughs> wow. So people are still saying, no, Donna, no, 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 no. Um, but you can check my blog posts, and I have, I have several blog posts, but back to 2009, I'm saying, and you're probably going to cringe at this. Well, maybe not, maybe not so much you, because it's almost related to, to pink. It's peach. I know, right. I just saw your face, Amanda. <laughs> no, I, I would be fine with peach. It's, um, peach is a hard sell. I, I understand that. Um, I know a lot of people are getting flashbacks of the peach and seafoam green, and I understand that. But, again, keep in mind gray. Peach, not so much as in you know the peach as we know it, but jazz it up a bit and um, turn it into orange. Use orange. Uh, make it a little more fun and use coral. I'm just using peach as a general hue. Peach is, um, it could be masculine and we can get into a spicy orange color. We can make it very feminine and of course use peach and coral. It could be childlike, it could be sophisticated and it works well with gray. And you oh, don't and peach see is so it. great for so many things. Yeah. I mean, it's a very uplifting yeah. color. It's great for skin tone. Exactly. Um, <laughs> it is a great all-around color and I would go so far to say that the color that we chose for the Southern Living Show House, which was in 2010, uh, was borderline peach. It was almost a peach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would absolutely agree. And I think that they complement, gray and peach complement each other very well. Absolutely. Yeah. And I can, like that and, idea. And you can take it one step further and add it to fashion because it works well with just about any skin tone. And it's a very uplifting color, as you have said. It's a, I think it's just a perfect hue for the home. Um, to pair up with gray. And it's a good color, just the environment with, with what's going on in our culture and our economy. That's what I really strive for is to find colors that really do make people feel good. Mm -hmm. um, you know, your home is your, your sanctuary. It's the one place where you can shut the door and get away from it all. So, you know, if it takes Peach to do it, damn it, you should do it. That's right. <laughs> but uh, just w one more point in closing uh, with Peach, though. Um, back to the blog post that I wrote back in 2009, I just didn't pull Peach out of, out of a hat. It's actually a salmon color that I chose because, again, and I, and I mentioned the going back to basics, salmon is a very healthy color. It's a healthy food choice. If we bring health back into our home and we use colors that are symbolic of health, such as salmon, we are not only physically making ourselves healthier and happier, but physically, visually, we can see it in our home as well. So again, uh, salmon as in peach, salmon as in a healthy choice of uh, visual and healthy eating and healthy living. Way to live a holistic life. Yes. Amen. Yep. 
Well, Donna, I really appreciate you doing this podcast today. I know that you're a very busy person. If someone is interested, and this is great, she's available anywhere you are, anywhere in the world, how can people find you? Um, well, the uh, easiest way is to just go to my website, which is decoratingbydonna at mac.com. And there you'll see a, a tremendous amount of information on color. And I'm very blunt about color. I don't candy coat anything. I tell it like it is. Um, and you'll also find a lot of information about my virtual world. So you, no matter, like Amanda said, no matter where you are, uh, if you need color next week, next month, no matter what state you are, and I can help you with that. Decorating by Donna at Mac.com. And, and do you have any new programs or workshops or anything coming up? Uh, you know what, correction, uh, hold on, I just gave you my email address at Mac.com. That's my email address if you want to contact me. Uh, website is just Decorating by Donna. Dot com, yes. Uh, workshops? Um, I know you've been really pushing the virtual design, and I've seen a lot of Twitter chats and things like that. Just wasn't sure if you had anything coming up. Um, no, not so far. I'm, I mean, I always have tweet chats and projects and events, uh, but but mostly I'm, I'm really just uh, zoning towards the virtual design because, uh, again, it's my business plan to go 100% virtual, and it just helps so many people, whether you're only 10 miles from my home, if you need a virtual. Uh, some homes are under construction, and we can't physically get into that home, so that's why a virtual is perfect or if you're in another state. And also, real quick, what is your Twitter handle? Because you are a fantastic person to follow. You give out some really great, uh, great information. Thanks. Um, yeah, it's uh, color for charlotte and that's the number four. Awesome. Donna, thank you so much for doing this podcast with me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure to talk about color. Thank you so much, Amanda. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye. So are you motivated to repaint your home or space? Color truly is one of the most inspiring elements in our homes. Color intrinsically moves us, uplifts us, and restores us to be our best selves. And color is what makes a home great. It uplevels it in a way that everyone sees and feels. While listening, you may have even had a vision of a particular home in your mind that always felt warm, made you happy, and simply changed your mood. I always say in my own practice, when it comes to feng shui, some homes feel like a warm hug and some you just never want to return to again. A tool such as color that can elevate you, energize you, and make you feel really good is the epitome of living your best life. Our homes are filled with energy, so love on them, care for them, and damn it, paint them, like Donna said. Color is the nuts and bolts of every home. Well, that and its occupants. I like what she said about going back to basics. What works for you? Not the trends, not anything that the magazines say. It's really what works for you. It's that simple. I also love that Donna utilizes color as a symbol of health. What a great way to energize and boost that mind, body, home spirit that author Tisha Morris wrote an entire book about. I want to thank you for listening today. If you have questions or comments, feel free to email me at info at gatesinteriordesign.com. Like the podcast? Subscribe! And visit my website, gatesinteriordesign.com, to find out more about my services on feng shui, design, numerology, and more. 
Bye for now.